Welcome to the Slow Living Collective podcast. I'm Amy, wife, mother of two and homemaker. Come along with me as I share my love for simple living, growing in my allotment garden, diving into what it means to be an urban homesteader and embracing life as a mother and homemaker. Hey everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Slow Living Collective podcast. Today I am going to talk to you about something that I am really passionate about, which I think I probably say at the beginning of every single one of these podcast episodes, but so be it, eh? Um, Yeah, I am really passionate about herbal remedies, herbal medicine, herbalism in general. I actually am a qualified herbalist fun fact about me. I thought today would be a great opportunity to dive into getting started with herbal medicines, where to begin, just common questions like that. So without further ado, let's dive into today's episode. Now it's been a while but my cat Beatrice has just shown up and she is joining us for today's episode. So any purrs, she's your girl. She's the reason why. So, herbalism. I want to take you on a bit of a journey which takes us from gardening to the more intricate workings of using herbal medicine and like having your own home apothecary. Now, we're going to explore the connection between these two things and yeah, just discover all of the magic that lies within the cultivation and harvesting of medicinal herbs. So throughout history, humans have turned to plants for the healing properties for absolutely millennia. Medicinal herbs have played an absolutely crucial role in traditional remedies and they continue to really captivate the modern world with their therapeutic potential. So as we explore the art of cultivating and harvesting these herbs, we are able to uncover the link between gardens and our own home apothecaries, which is an ancient relationship that still thrives today. A garden is so much more than just a collection of plants. It is a sanctuary, it is a haven for growth and for transformation. And it's here in the garden that we witness the birth of life as these tiny seeds emerge from the soil and they reach out towards the sun. And it's within these gardens that the story of medicinal herbs really begins. We learn how to create our own sacred space, select herbs that align with our health needs and our climate. And we are really able to understand the importance of organic gardening practices. Now, if you listened to my episode with Alex, where we discussed gardening, it's so funny because she brought up this really great point about organic gardening practices and Lots of people in the gardening community talk about like organic gardening and it turns out organic gardening, as she said, is just how we naturally garden. Now, I know that's not the case for everyone and there are people out there that opt to do practices such, you know, such as chemicals and stuff on their garden. Um, But for me personally, I love to employ organic gardening practices in my garden. And yeah, you won't see me touching a slug pellet or any kind of chemicals on my garden or therefore in my food. Um, And in terms of the stuff that I purchase, you know, to eat as well, I very much try to purchase organic where possible because I'm just not happy with 
some of the pesticides and things and herbicides that are used on, you know, just in, in farming in general. But anyway, I digress because we're going to discuss in this episode the secrets of cultivating and harvesting these herbs and just really dive into how you can create your own home apothecary where you know nature's gifts are transformed into these really potent remedies and we're going to discuss optimal times and methods for harvesting them ensuring that we capture the herbs at the peak of their medicinal potency and then we're going to explore the art of preserving these herbs which allows us to enjoy their healing benefits long after the growing season has passed so Let's get a cup of herbal tea, of course, and whether you're an aspiring herbalist or a seasoned gardener or you're just curious about the power of nature's medicine, let's get started and unearth the wonders of our gardens and unlock the actual mysteries of herbal medicine and embark on this transformative journey into the world of herbal healing. So I think a really great place to start is understanding medicinal herbs because medicinal herbs hold this profound importance that stretches as far back into human history as we can even imagine because these remarkable plants have been revered for their healing properties and used as remedies for countless ailments by ancient civilizations across the globe. From the Ayurvedic traditions of India, traditional Chinese herbal medicines, herbal remedies of indigenous cultures, medicinal herbs have really played a vital role in promoting wellness and just restoring balance in the body. Historical significance lies not only in their therapeutic effects, but also in their cultural and spiritual associations as well. As we explore the world of medicinal herbs, we uncover the wisdom of our ancestors and we just understand and appreciate this rich tapestry of traditional knowledge and recognise the absolute enduring power of nature that helps to support our well-being. Now, the world of medicinal herbs is vast and each herb has its own offering and its own unique healing properties. There are soothing herbs like chamomile and lavender which calm the mind and promote things like relaxation. And there are immune boosting herbs like elderberry. And you know there are herbs such as ginger and peppermint which can aid digestion and alleviate digestive discomfort. Then you've got things like turmeric and ginseng which possess potent anti-inflammatory properties. You've got herbs like passionflower to help promote restful sleep and help relieve anxiety. And you've got things like St. John's wort, which is known for its mood stabilizing effects. The healing properties of medicinal herbs extend to supporting things like cardiovascular health with things such as hawthorn and enhancing respiratory function as seen with eucalyptus. Or maybe skincare, pain relief, hormone balance, immune support. There is an absolute treasure trove of medicinal herbs to explore, each with its own remarkable healing potential. In recent years, however, I feel like there's been this remarkable surge in the popularity of herbal medicine as people seek more natural and holistic 
approaches to the healthcare. And this resurgence can be attributed to several factors. Firstly, individuals are becoming more conscious of the potential side effects and sometimes dependencies that are associated with conventional pharmaceuticals, which often leads them to exploring gentler alternatives, which you will definitely find in herbal medicine. And additionally, the accessibility and ease of information through the internet has us more connected than ever and also more empowered as individuals to educate ourselves. And we are able to really uncover the healing properties of medicinal herbs and make more informed choices about our health. So there is this growing emphasis, as I feel like there should be, on preventative healthcare and self-care practices. And this, I think, has contributed to the rise of herbal medicine. And furthermore, the desire for a more sustainable and eco-friendly lifestyle has led many people to turn to herbal remedies as a way to reconnect with nature and ultimately reduce their environmental impact. And with all of this, this increasing interest, this access to information, herbal medicine has gained recognition and acceptance within mainstream healthcare now. There's more research, more clinical studies, and you know, overall there's a growing popularity within sort of herbal medicine. And in modern times, you know, in modern society, we have this real deep-rooted desire for natural and holistic healing approaches. Um, but we also, you know, we really honour nature as well. So where do you start when it comes to herbal medicine? Well, if you're like me, creating a medicinal herb garden can be a great place to start. Now, if you're not a gardener, of course, you know, maybe you want to purchase your herbs. But let's dive into how easy it is to create a medicinal herb garden. So growing your own herb garden offers this multitude of benefits that extend beyond the physical act of just cultivation. Firstly, you're going to have direct control over the quality and purity of the herbs you use in your remedies. By growing organically, you know, without the use of harmful chemicals, you're going to be able to ensure that you have access to the freshest and most potent herbs possible. And additionally, cultivating a medicinal herb garden provides this real deep connection with nature, which is something that many people who live more holistically and, you know, maybe are more into herbal remedies are you know wanting to connect more with nature and you can ensure that way that you have this I guess sense of empowerment in taking charge of your health and well-being and it fosters a greater appreciation for the cycles of life as you witness the growth and then the transformation of your plants from seed all the way through to harvest and beyond because having a medicinal herb garden is going to be um, you know it's firstly convenient and you have you know it's yours you have that accessibility you can harvest herbs as you need to you can ensure you're harvesting them and getting the best freshness and therefore maximizing their therapeutic benefits and also you know by growing your own you're going to save money and also it's obviously providing a more sustainable and eco-friendly alternative to you know purchasing maybe more commercially produced herbal remedies. 
but also tend into a medicinal herb garden can be a real therapeutic and meditative experience. It gives you uh, uh, an outlet for stress relief and reconnects with the natural world. I personally find gardening this place where I can just switch off and can just be. And Alex and I discussed this in our gardening episode. So if you haven't listened, go and check that out. But, you know, growing your own medicinal herb garden is going to bring this massive array of physical, um, emotional and spiritual benefits as well as supporting you in your journey towards optimal health. So when you're selecting herbs for your garden, it's really essential to consider your personal needs because you only want to be growing things that you particularly want or need and also your climate because that's really important. Different herbs thrive in very different environmental conditions. So understanding your local climate where your garden is based is going to be crucial for successful cultivation. So have a look where you live, look at your temperature range, average rainfall, daylight hours, sunlight exposure, um, and then pick herbs that are well suited to those conditions. Now you can check all this out you know, either on the internet, on the back of seed packets, however you're going to start your medicinal herb garden. But definitely check out how things will thrive. Do, are they going to be something that you're going to need to grow inside or outside? Do you have that sort of um, ease of access? You know, up until this year, I didn't even have a greenhouse, so it was really difficult to start things off. So just think about what your personal situation is, but also take into account your personal health needs and the specific therapeutic properties that you are seeking from herbal medicine. Are you looking to boost your immune system? Are you looking to be more relaxed, support your digestion? So, you know, maybe you are going to want to relax more. That's something I have definitely a goal of mine. So herbs such as chamomile or lemon balm might be really, really good. You know, if you are looking for help with digestion, something else I could really <laughs> do with herbs like peppermint or ginger can be really beneficial. And so aligning the herbs that you choose for your health goals, you're going to increase the likeliness of your being able to create a successful and fulfilling garden that's going to cater exactly to your specific needs and remember it's always a good idea to chat with people locally who garden you know if you have access to that you know I certainly have access to that obviously at the allotment but also maybe if you can speak to other herbalists who can provide you know additional guidance based on your specific health considerations so like I touched on before organic gardening is something that I just sort of naturally do without terming it organic gardening um, but I do think that when you're creating well firstly whenever you're growing food to put into your body you know the way you cultivate and your gardening practices are of utmost importance um, and in terms of you know creating your own herb garden I really do feel like you know this is something you're going to be ingesting the quality of the soil and everything is going to directly impact your health and also the potency of the herbs grown within it. So you're going to want to focus on your soil preparation and create this really nutrient-rich environment that is hopefully going to foster optimal growth. 
and enhance the medicinal quality of the herbs. Now you're going to want to, you know, use natural fertilizers where possible. In terms of compost, I recommend peat-free compost, and you know you're going to want to avoid pesticides and herbicides. Um, slug pellets are banned now, but I know people still using them. I don't do not recommend there, but you're going to want to you know really maintain the integrity of your soil and the whole ecosystem because these practices protect the health of your plants but they also contribute to the health of the environment organic gardening reduces the risk of chemical residues in the herbs ensuring that you harvest clean and pure plants for medicinal purposes and by doing this and by you know embracing these approaches you're going to firstly promote biodiversity in your garden you're going to support beneficial organisms you're going to create this really harmonious relationship between your garden and the surrounding ecosystem and you know ultimately by taking time in good soil preparation and organic gardening practices you are going to be able to develop a thriving and vibrant medicinal herb garden which is going to allow you to cultivate herbs that are not only potent but also sustainable and more aligned with the principles of natural healing so how do we cultivate medicinal herbs well, firstly, and like, forgive me if I'm starting in a place of simplicity, but I want this to be accessed by people who just don't know where to start. And so I want this to be accessible for absolutely everybody. So wherever you are starting, I want to meet you where you're at with this. So starting seeds or getting seedlings is the first step in establishing your medicinal herb garden. And here is a little step-by-step -step guide to help you get started. So firstly, you want to think about your planting timeline. You're going to want to research the ideal time to start seeds or acquire seedlings based on where you live and the specific herb requirements. Some herbs thrive when directly sown outdoors, while other others just benefit from starting indoors and transplanting later. Now, I am not a gardener who plays by any of the rules, so uh, I will give anything a go, and that often means I will sow my seeds in modules to start so I can get a head start, um, but I will also fill in gaps with directly sown stuff as well, and do you know, sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't, so you're going to have to find out what works in your particular garden. And another good tip is by selecting high quality seeds or seedlings. So you're going to want to choose reputable sources for seeds, purchase healthy seedlings from local nurseries, places that you feel are trusted suppliers. You are going to want to pick organic and non-GMO options wherever you can. So also, you're gonna if you're going to start seeds indoors, you're going to need seed trays. I think seed trays work best when it comes to herbs instead of like modules to, if I'm perfectly honest um, because you can just you know like sprinkle them on and and you know they're so tiny when they start now I know all seeds are tiny when they start but they you know some of them some of the seeds like mint for example is absolutely microscopic there is no way 
you can do anything but sprinkle mint um, and you end up with loads of it so yeah I would definitely recommend seed trays you want to fill them with a, a really good peat free compost and you, there are there are tons of different ones on the market. I've been using Levington peat free this year, and I've have had really good germination rates. So I'm really pleased because I hadn't heard great things about many peat free composts. So I'm pleased about that. Um, but you're going to want to pick something which provides the right balance of nutrients, moisture retention as well, especially when you're starting these really like tiny seeds or really tender seedlings. So you're going to want to plant the seeds or transplant your seedlings, follow the instructions on your seed packet. Um, in general, I was going to say for like the depth you need to do and spacing, I do not follow any of that. I just don't do it. <laughs> I'm terrible. But, you know, it is what it is. I like to not play by the rules. Um, but just follow the packet if, if that's more your way of doing things. But... I tend to just go for it and I've not had any problems yet so you know as with anything some things germinate some things don't and I don't think it's my wacky way of gardening that is the problem I just think sometimes seeds don't germinate and um, I have always had you know a fairly good germination rate I'm all really pleased with the way my garden in general goes so if you're the kind of person that needs to play by the rules, you need to know the exact depth and the exact spacing, then by all means go for it. But if you're like me and you're happy to just go in gung-ho, do you know what? What's the worst that can happen? Something won't germinate. So um, give it a try. Um, when you've got small tender seedlings, remove them from their, um, you know, their little containers and be really gentle as you transplant them into the soil and make sure their roots are well covered and water them in as well. So it might go without saying, but you're going to want to provide appropriate conditions for your seeds. So whether they're in seed trays um, or containers in the warm, you want them to be somewhere that they're getting a lot of sunshine, whether that's a a windowsill or maybe under grow lights if it's earlier in the year where there's not enough daylight hours you want to water them and make sure you're maintaining that consistent moisture level um, and yeah just keep peering at them keep monitoring them keep caring for them regularly check them make sure they're okay and as they grow you're gonna be so excited <laughs> now another good tip that I don't follow is hardening off your seedlings so if you start seedlings indoors and you're going to transplant them outdoors you're supposed to gradually expose expose them to outdoor conditions over like a week or two um, so you would start them off a short period of time outside and gradually increase the time and exposure um, so they get used to the temperature changes and being outdoors because you know if something's grown indoors there's not that sort of airflow and you know just wind um, I don't harden anything off if things aren't gonna adhere to my life then uh, so be it but you know I'm not a great fan of hardening off and um, my garden is no worse for it I sometimes don't even harden off most some of the most tender things like tomatoes 
um, chuck them out and hope for the best. So again, if you are the kind of person that needs to play by the rules, harden off your seedlings. If you're a bit more gung-ho like me, you don't always have to bother. So once your seedlings have grown stronger um, and they're ready to go outside, check what sort of outside conditions are suitable for them. Get them into prepared garden beds or containers and just make sure they have enough space to grow and thrive. And yeah, just remember to label them. This might seem like a really simple thing to say, but you want to know what you're growing and so you know, you know how they're going to help your holistic health. And I promise soon you're going to have an absolutely thriving apothecary medicinal garden and it's going to be amazing. So different herbs have varying preferences when it comes to growing conditions. So you're going to have to understand what the best requirements are for each herb. Now, things like, you know, I'm just thinking things like basil, right? They like um, well-drained soil and be in full sun they like warm temperatures they like lots of watering and then on the other hand things like mint and lemon balm they really like a bit of shade and um, lavender and rosemary also prefer a well-drained soil um, but they are better in drier conditions uh, things like chamomile likes a cooler temperature so it's really important that you just sort of understand because then you can plant them in the best spaces in your garden. Uh, that being said, I don't play by the rules. So sometimes it's, it is what it is. So it's up to you how you approach your garden. So you know how to build your apothecary garden, but how do you actually turn these wonderful herbs into something that is supportive of your health? So there are so many different ways that you can harvest and preserve your herbs. There is ideal times of day and season for harvesting herbs, which can greatly impact their flavour, their aroma and their medicinal potency. So in general, it is recommended to harvest herbs in the morning after the dew has dried out, but before the sun is at its peak. This is when the essential oils and the active compounds in the herbs are at their highest concentration. So harvesting during this time in the morning helps preserve the herbs flavour and also its therapeutic qualities as well. Now as for the ideal season, it really varies depending on the specific herb. So for leafy herbs like basil and mint, they are best harvested before they flower, usually in the summer months. For other herbs such as lavender and rosemary, they are often harvested in late spring or early summer when the flowers are in full bloom. Now root herbs such as ginger or turmeric, they are typically harvested in the autumn when all the plant's energy has concentrated down into the roots. And so understanding the unique growth patterns and harvesting times of each herb allows you to really optimise their flavours and their medicinal properties. This is why it's so important to really think about what herbs you want and what aspects of your holistic health you want to support. And therefore, you know, you don't have to know the ins and outs of the time of day or the best season for harvesting every single herb you just need to know the few that you want to support your own health. Drying, storing and preserving herbs properly is really essential in 
maintaining their potency and flavour for later use. Now one of the most common methods for drying herbs is actually air drying them and to do that you just bundle a small bunch of herbs together with twine, hang them upside down in a well ventilated area but away from direct sunlight and this allows the herbs to dry naturally while retaining all their essential oils. Now another option is to use a dehydrator at a low temperature and do you know I have a dehydrator and it's prob probably one of the most common questions I get as to whether it is worthwhile and yes it's absolutely worth its money. <laughs> so this in terms of um, preserving herbs this really helps to speed up the drying process as well. Now once the herbs are fully dried you can gently remove the leaves from the stems and store them in airtight containers such as glass jars or resealable bags and store them in a cool dark place. Remember to label each container with what herb it is and the date you harvested it to ensure its freshness. And it's really important to note that herbs should be fully dried before storage to prevent the growth of mould or bacteria. If you want to preserve your herbs in oil you can absolutely create flavorful herb infused oils by adding dried herbs to a sterilized jar covering them with a high quality oil such as olive oil or coconut oil and store these oils in a cool dark place strain out the herbs after a few weeks you can also freeze herbs in ice cube trays with a little water or oil that's another method that really retains their freshness i often use olive oil and we'll freeze them in ice cube trays and that works really really well so whatever pre preservation method you choose remember that you need to handle your herbs gently to prevent any damage and store them to maintain their quality and medicinal purposes for future use so there are other alternative methods for preserving herbs that can help you know enhance their longevity and make them more versatile you can make herbal tinctures and you can also make herbal oils. You can infuse dried herbs into carrier oils such as olive oil or coconut oil. You can also use herbal oils in massage oils. You can use skincare products. You can use it as a base for herbal salves. And salves actually, speaking of salves, they're a wonderful way to preserve herbs for external application. By infusing dried herbs into like a carrier oil and combining it with beeswax, you can create a solid balm that can be applied topically to soothe and heal the skin. And so these, there are so many methods of preservation which offer a real broad range of applications and can really extend the shelf life of the herbs that you grew. So while you're maintaining their beneficial properties, you know, you're also actually making things that you can use with ease. So, you know, this is slightly off topic, I guess, from making a herbal remedy but I breastfeed my son as you guys are probably all aware if you're long time listeners and I actually have tons of spare breast milk it's not suitable for drinking anymore but it's absolutely suitable to be used in any other way we use it in baths and we actually made a salve for nappy rashes and things you know sometimes babies get sore bums and it is the most healing thing I have ever made it's uh, incredible it just it, it blows my mind so I use beeswax and breast milk and a little bit of vitamin E oil was in there and it is amazing it 
honestly solves nappy rash within an hour. It is incredible. It's like it was never even there. So that is mad to me. So there are so many ways that you can make these sorts of things and they are so beneficial. So just experiment with different preservation techniques and you'll be able to explore the diverse ways in which herbs can be incorporated into all of your self-care routines and herbal remedies. So we've obviously gone over like making tinctures and salves and things but I want to dive into that a little more about all the ways that you are able to actually use your herbs to make herbal remedies. So the process of turning your harvested herbs into different types of remedies is an absolutely amazing journey that's going to allow you to harness the real healing power of nature. Once you've harvested your herbs at their peak there are various ways to transform them into remedies like I said. So you can make teas and infusions, so you can simply steep the dried or fresh herbs in hot water, strain and enjoy. Tinctures, as mentioned earlier, involves extracting the medicinal compounds by macerating the herbs in alcohol or glycerin. This method does require a little patience as the herbs have to steep over several weeks, but it really does yield a real concentrated liquid that can be used in really small doses. You can make herbal oils where you are able to, you know, use a carrier oil like olive oil or coconut oil and by using a gentle heat or by letting them sit over time. This process sort of really allows the oils to absorb the beneficial properties of the herbs. You can make salves and balms like I just mentioned by combining infused herbal oils with beeswax and other nourishing ingredients and that creates that soothing and healing ointment for a topical application. They can also be incorporated into creams, lotions, herbal baths. Each step of the process, harvesting, drying and creating remedies honours the unique qualities of herbs and also it's a really, just a connection to nature and to our rich ancestry and it really offers an opportunity to connect deeply with the herbs healing potential. So whether you're sipping a cup of herbal tea, applying a homemade salve, the transformation from harvested herb to remedy is a testament to the power of nature's medicine. Now I mentioned about making herbal teas and infusions. They are wonderful ways to extract the medicinal properties of herbs and create a really soothing and therapeutic beverage. When it comes to using herbal remedies, it's really important to consider dosage and safe usage to ensure optimal results and minimise any potential risks. So here are a few tips to keep in mind. Firstly, always follow the recommended dosage guidelines with herbs or a particular remedy you're using. Dosages can really vary depending on the herb and its potency and also its intended purpose. So start with the lowest recommended dose and gradually increase if necessary and closely monitor your body's response to that. It's also really, 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 really important to be aware of any potential contraindications or interactions with other medications you must be taking. Now, you must consult with a healthcare professional, especially if you have any underlying health conditions, if you're pregnant or breastfeeding, whatever, if you are taking medication, please check with a healthcare professional to ensure the safety and appropriateness of herbal remedies for your particular situation. Additionally, be mindful of duration of use. Some herbs are only suitable for short-term use, while others can be absolutely used long-term. 
regularly assess the effectiveness of the remedy and consider taking breaks or consulting a herbalist or healthcare provider if using a particular herb for an extended period of time. And lastly, always choose high quality herbs from reputable sources if you're not growing them yourself. Store them properly to maintain their potency and safety. When you're informed and you start with these really conservative doses, you are, you know, you're going to be able to ensure the safe and effective use of herbal remedies. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode where we explored the connection between our gardens, apothecaries and the historical significance of medicinal herbs. We obviously discussed the various types of medicinal herbs, the healing properties, the growing popularity of herbal medicine in modern times, emphasising the benefits of growing your own medicinal herb garden, how to select the right herbs based on your climate and personal health needs, We discussed the importance of soil preparation and organic gardening practices, as well as, you know, learning how to start our seeds and start this beautiful herb garden that we are going to turn into an apothecary garden all for ourselves. So we also explored the process of drying, storing and preserving herbs for later use, including alternative methods like tinctures, oils, salves, and highlighted, you know, all of the best times and seasons to harvest our herbs and how we can go on and make herbal teas and infusions as well. And lastly, we just emphasise how important it is if you have any underlying health conditions, whether you are taking medication, whether you are taking maybe other herbal medication, must consult with a healthcare professional to ensure that herbal remedy is right for your particular situation. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and it has inspired you to explore the fascinating world of medicinal herbs and I hope as well has inspired you to embark on your own garden to apothecary journey. Cultivating and harvesting medicinal herbs not only connects us to the healing power of nature but also empowers us to take control of our own well-being in a real natural and sustainable way. Whether you have a small balcony, a garden, an allotment like me, or even just a sunny windowsill, there are so many possibilities for creating your own herb garden and reaping the rewards of fresh, potent and personalised herbal remedies. Start by selecting herbs that resonate with your health needs. Embrace organic gardening practices to make sure you nurture the soil and promote vibrant growth. You can also connect with other herbal enthusiasts, share knowledge and learn from their experiences too. Experiment with different preservation methods. Explore the versatile uses of herbs in teas, in tinctures, oils, salves and more. And remember, 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 remember to approach herbal remedies with caution. Respect their proper dosage and seek guidance where you need it. So, I hope you've enjoyed that. Embrace the beauty and healing power of medicinal herbs and embark on such a rewarding journey of self-discovery and connection with nature and holistic well-being. I promise you, it is amazing, and your Garden to Apothecary journey awaits you. Thank you again so much for listening to today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. You can find me on Instagram at lifeonplot44, and you can follow my website, theslowlivingcollective.com. Until next time, thank you so much for listening to today's episode and I will catch you in the next one.